the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. And every day in the news, you see something is happening regarding the jihad, regarding terrorism, but of course has nothing to do with Islam all these Muslims committing terrorism, but has absolutely positively nothing to do with Islam. Well, we are so pleased today to have as our guest for this show, Robert Spencer. He runs a site called Jihad Watch, and he is an expert in the jihad and in Islam, and as well as a great leader in the counter-jihad pro-freedom movement. And we are just so, so pleased to have you with us here today. Robert, thanks for coming. Great to be here. Thanks, Greg. And not only on the show, but in studio. We can actually here touch you. and it's, it's <laughs> keep, it, keep your hands to yourself, Todd. <laughs> well, it, it is an extraordinary honor, Robert. You can't study this topic too long before you stumble across your books, across your articles, across your website. You, uh, someone that you're sort of, I don't want to say in business with, but you definitely are connected to Pamela Geller, her work. Um uh, other you know, notables, you guys really sort of form the core, the information bank of informing us about the connection between these little dots out there called the Iranian Revolution, called 9-11, called $400 million to the Iranian government, and you link it all together with us and give us you know, sort of the source information. So first of all, thank you for being here, and thank you for your dedication to this topic and well, for the you. work you do. I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. Before we get uh, too into this, you have a site called jihadwatch.org. Guilty as charged. It is one of the websites that anybody that's concerned about this topic needs to actually make sure that they have as a part of that you've got a brand new book called the complete infidels guide to iran which by the way is published by reagan ray which is the sister uh, company to the one that owns this radio station and it's so it's nice that you're a part of the family now it's the uh, it's the foremost conservative publishing house in the country and i'm very proud to uh have nine books out with it and a tenth coming out next year, The Complete Infidel's Guide to Free Speech and Its Enemies. Wow. So that'll deal with more than just Islam. That'll deal with the whole PC, progressive... Uh, yeah, to some degree, but it is a, still an infidel's guide. And so okay. the, the, ah, primary, uh, gotcha. the primary focus is on the Islamic war against the freedom of speech, which few people are aware of, but that you can't really tell that story without getting into the left's complicity in it. So... 
many of our, many of our listeners already understand the jihad or have some understanding of it. For someone who is just, yeah, they're, they're aware there's terrorism, but they hear the president, they hear Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, all these people, even Republicans saying, has nothing to do with Islam. How do you start them? How do you start somebody off trying to explain the connection between Islam and the, all these terrorist attacks we're seeing? In the first place, you have to look at what the terrorists themselves say. And so the first thing I would do if somebody said to me, but we know that terrorism has nothing to do with Islam, I would point out that in instance after instance, these terrorists are screaming Allahu Akbar, which is Allah is greater, i.e. greater than your God. And that they are identifying when you read their statements, and the, many of them make statements, they leave videos, they make some kind of public pronouncement. And every one of them, they always quote Quran and invoke the example of Muhammad. And so in the first place, the terrorists themselves would disagree with John Kerry and Barack Obama and all the rest and say, yes, what we're doing has everything to do with Islam. As a matter of fact, they just rebuked, ISIS just rebuked the Pope when the Pope said that terrorism and Islam, they have nothing to do with each other and Islam is peaceful, the uh, ISIS group in their latest magazine actually said, no, you're actually wrong. We, the reason why we hate you is Islam, and we will keep on hating you until you convert to Islam. And this is a religious war. So that's step one. Then step two, show the person what the Islamic texts actually say. People assume, well, the Quran is just like the Bible, and so it teaches you all to be kind and generous and magnanimous and benevolent and charitable and, and all these things and peaceful. But in reality, the Quran teaches warfare against and hatred of unbelievers. It says, Muhammad is the apostle of Allah. Those who follow him are merciful to one another, but ruthless to the unbelievers. That's chapter 48, verse 29, for anybody who wants to check up on me. And that is a very different spirit. It tells people to kill them wherever you find them in three different places, a very different spirit from the one that people assume is coming from, from, from any religion. And There's so, a verse that says, so terror. Exactly. Strike terror into the hearts of the enemies of Allah. It's chapter 8, verse 60. So with all these kinds of verses in the Quran exhorting to violence and hatred and terrorism, the people who are invoking those passages and doing violence in the name of Islam, they're not getting their religion all wrong. They are actually carrying out its literal commands. And so if somebody will sit still long enough to look into this information, they cannot possibly come to the conclusion that Obama and Kerry are right and that terrorism has nothing to do with Islam. Related to that, we, what we hear repeatedly is, yeah, the terrorists may say Ahu Akbar, but they just don't understand their own religion. Yes. And that's why you have to look and see what the religion actually says. And that the the Quran does actually tell Muslims to wage war against the people of the book, which is primarily Jews and Christians, until they pay the jizya, which is a tax, with willing submission and feel themselves subdued. That in other words, there's a divine command to wage war against non-Muslims, in particular Jews and Christians, until they submit to the rule of the Muslims or convert to Islam. And so these things are not misunderstandings. The, the, the jihadis are carrying out those commands other Muslims who are not carrying them out are actually not in obedience to what the Quran commands, whereas the jihadis are actually doing what the Quran says to do. But, Robert, it's all about context. It's all yes. about context. This, yes. was, this is stuff that happened in the 7th and 8th and 9th century. We're not like that anymore. Um, 
you know, we have, what, two to three million Muslims that live in this country, most of them ostensibly uh, peacefully right alongside of us. You know, they want the same things we want that live in a country that allows them to practice their religion. Um, the, the the percentage of the Muslims across the country are just, uh, you know, a smattering of the 1.5 billion Muslims uh, across the country. So really, is... is these these extremists, either on the political ideological side, like the Ayatollahs, uh, or I should say the religious extremist side, or the political ideologically extreme, um, and then the jihadists, there's such a small percentage of this. They've got to be getting it wrong. Well, unfortunately, they make recruits among peaceful Muslims by appealing to the Quran and to the example of Muhammad. And so if they were all getting it wrong, the weird thing is, why are so many Muslims around the world getting it wrong all in the same way? And how is it that the Islamic authorities have been so signally unable to communicate the truths of their religion so that they have thousands upon thousands of people and terror groups all around the world getting Islam wrong? How come they can't teach Islam properly? Why do so many Muslims misunderstand it? It's really an absurd scenario. And in reality, these people are carrying out what's in the Quran and what Muhammad taught to do. And so they are not getting it wrong. Anybody who looks into the teachings of Islam, and if they're honest about it, will see this. The problem is there's so very much dishonesty. That's why there's any confusion about this issue at all. And there's a, a tremendous effort expended at deceiving the American people and the world about this. But really, it's not hard. It's, the Quran is, is not that difficult to understand. It's actually very decontextualized. It's... Uh, the, it's funny how so many Muslims say whenever you quote uncomfortable passages of the Quran that you're taking it out of context because the Quran is very devoid of context. It flits from subject to subject without explanation. It does not have any coherent ordering. It doesn't. It's not ordered chronologically or by subject matter. It, it 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 veers all over the place. Often it recounts events, assuming that you know what it's talking about without filling in the details, so you don't really know what it's talking about. And it doesn't have a whole lot of context. But even when you look at the context that there is, and when you look at the historical circumstances that Muslims believe these revelations took place within, and if you look at the Islamic commentaries on the Quran that Muslims read to this day and consult in order to understand Islam and the Quran, they all make it very clear that the Quran teaches that Muslims have a responsibility to wage war and to subjugate the infidels. This is not some minority view held by some fringe element that's in the corner. This is the teachings of all the major schools of Islamic law, all the sects of Islam that are mainstream, and historically throughout history all of the leading authorities in the islamic world good now that we've got that out of the way we're listening to the voice of robert spencer he's in our in-studio guest today he's the author of the brand new book the complete infidels guide to the to iran who's back in the news we'll talk about that the 400 million dollars that's dominating the uh, headlines and maybe even get into a little uh, uh, conversation about con the the buzzsaw that Donald con, Trump con. walked con. right into. The con, the yes. big con. <laughs> We're talking with Robert Spencer. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Ed is a great patriot and patronize his business when you can. More with Robert Spencer after this message. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are, it is our honor and privilege to have in studio Robert Spencer. He is the uh, operator of the website jihadwatch.org. He has had, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of books, almost too numerous to mention. He's got a latest book out called The Infidel's Guide to Iran. Iran is back in the spotlight thanks to the news of the uh, cash payment of uh, actually the, ca- the the unmarked bills in an unmarked plane at an unmarked night at an unmarked airport of $400 million to Iran. Nothing to see here, folks. Just keep moving along. Just routine international currency transactions. <laughs> what, do you, what was your first uh, thought when you heard this little wrinkle of what we already knew would happen? Well, I wasn't in the least surprised because... One of the most disastrous aspects of the Iran deal is the billions of dollars that have been already dispersed to the Iranians in sanctions relief. And that the fact that this was kept secret is also in keeping with some of the more unsavory details of the agreement itself being kept secret and only coming out later. Uh, for example, the, the, the incredible and unbelievable fact that the Iranians are allowed under certain circumstances to inspect their own nuclear sites mm. and that this was kept secret. But they're going to be reporting back to the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, and telling them that they're in compliance. It's a ludicrous situation. But that was also one of the secret codicils of this deal. And it seems as if Barack Obama is absolutely convinced that it would be a good thing for the United States and the world, or maybe just for the world, if Iran is empowered as the most significant country in the region. And maybe he thinks it will bring stability to the Middle East. But of course, I'm putting a charitable face on it in in, in, even assuming that he has any interest in stability in any case. You can't look at the record of this administration in the Middle East and think that stability was on their minds. Indeed, they've set the whole place on fire. Well, there was even on the, even the MSM, they had there was a map they got the, the NBC News got showing from the White House showing the spread of ISIS around the world of their, their their own territory, their official affiliates, and their wannabe affiliates, all from North Africa all the way over to the Philippines and Indonesia, Pakistan, Afghanistan into southern Russia, active uh, groups in eighteen countries. And many, many others. Of course, 30,000 foreign fighters from 100 countries have gone to Iraq and Syria, as well as to Libya, to join up with ISIS. And it shows the appeal of the power, the concept of the caliphate that, of course, the administration completely dismisses and disregards. 
is Iran complying with the, the agreement? Or no, even certainly know? not. Uh, they immediately f- started missile testing, and there was uh, there were obvious questions about it right from the beginning. And they have insisted that it doesn't violate the agreement. And so the world just acquiesced. The U.S. said, oh, okay. You, the Iranians say they didn't violate the agreement. So even though there was obvious evidence to the contrary, it was all ignored. And they're allowed to upgrade their centrifuges to, to more advanced ones that will produce even more... Uh, enriched uranium. Yes, that's quite right. And so they'll be able to get a bomb much more quickly than originally expected. The, the, the unconscionable thing about this, we have an administration led by a president who at every opportunity wants to speak out about things like gun control and how we need to de-escalate violence in America by removing what he sees as the arbiter of violence, the gun, from our society. And yet... On the world stage, he's willing to give to the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world the economic means that they need in order to be able to wage what they do. It's in their DNA, which is terrorism, the jihad. There, It is, to me, unconscionable that those two things come out of the same administration. Let's give the largest state sponsor of terrorism, the economic means in a manner in which they can use it because didn't the CIA director this week when challenged on this say, well, we know how they're going to use the money. How do you know how unmarked dollar bills currency flows from a unmarked transport in the middle of the night into wherever? How do they even begin to follow the flow of that money And yet they're giving them the money that we know is going to find its way into killing Americans, killing Jews in Israel, killing people on the battlefield. I mean, it it seems like those are two different administrations. Well, that's the one thing we do know is that they're not honest. And that they've already lied. They to the meaning American Iran people. or ma- they meaning the administration? Obama. Yes. Obama and his men. And, yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. That's it. The thing is, is that they already said, they announced to the American people before that the money that had already been dispersed to the Iranians was not going to the military and that the military was angry about it and that it was going to improve the economic situation of the Iranian people. This was a lie and they knew it was a lie when they said it. The money has gone to Hezbollah, to Hamas and to Iran's other terrorist clients. And more is to come. Mm. Revelations about a uh, about the con uh, that came out as a result of the DNC. We'll talk to Robert about that and other aspects of the jihad when we get back from a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after these messages. From Ed, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Leave, leave the radio announcing to us, Robert. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. We've been serving our community with personalized homeownership solutions for over 26 years with offices in Moreno Valley, Temecula, Corona, Downey, Westlake Village, and Covina to service all of Southern California and Arizona. Today, we are experiencing excellent conditions in real estate and real estate financing. Interest rates are as low as they've ever been in our history, and real estate prices have come way up from the lows of 2010. If you've purchased a house in the last several years, there's a great chance that today your equity position is much better and available interest rates are much lower, two factors that spell opportunity for you. If you want to find out what this means to you and you want to talk to a lender who will give you straightforward, honest direction towards an option that's best for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event. 
Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're pleased to have Robert Spencer of JihadWatch.org in our studio today. The Quran tells us that when thy Lord was revealing to the angels, I am with you, so confirm the believers. I shall cast into unbelievers hearts of terror, so smite above the necks and smite every finger of them. The religion of peace. <laughs> yes, that's the Quran, chapter 8, verse 12. And, but uh, but they, don't, they don't do any of that, do they really? Yeah, actually, there was an interesting case a few years back in New Jersey of a Muslim who murdered two Coptic Christians, and he cut off their heads and cut off their fingertips, and people were saying, oh, he did that so they couldn't be identified by their fingerprints. But I was thinking, no, that's the Quran. Strike wow. at their necks and their fingertips. I want to come back to Iran we were talking about in our, la- in our last segment. And yeah, the terrorism and all that, and that's... People are going to die because of that money. But I'm really concerned about the nuclear weapons. Is that this agreement, and if you see if you concur, will let Iran either get nuclear weapons by cheating, because it's not verifiable, or just comply with it. And in 11, 10 or 11 years, they'll be able, just in compliance with the agreement, to be able to build nuclear weapons. And you may know about it, it's called EMP attack. Is the first use of, the first test could be an EMP attack on the United States. That's Tell quite right. That. That's quite right, Greg. In the first place, even if Iran keeps to every detail of the agreement, which is virtually inconceivable, then they will be able, they've been given essentially permission by the U.S. and by the U.N. to start amassing nuclear weapons in 10 years. And so that's the best case scenario. The EMP attack is a very real possibility. EMP is what? What is, that? What is, what is, an, what is EMP? Electromagnetic what is pulse. And what, what would happen if they, if they used it as an EMP weapon? Everything goes dark in the entire country. That's the, the, the worst case scenario, that there would be no more electricity, no uh, internet, no phones. This, We're all just on our so own. So what this is... And, and this isn't a day. This isn't a week. This isn't a month. This, this, is, is, this should be years, assuming, yeah. assuming the country ever recovers. This, yeah. this, is, this is when a nuclear device is, is, is set off... In the atmosphere at, what, 10,000 10, feet? Yeah, no, it's, like it's in, in space. About, about The optimal altitude would be about 300 miles up, oh, directly, over the, directly over the center of the country. One bomb at the right location, right timing, right altitude, could, would fry the electrical system in the entire continental United States, and it would have to be rebuilt from scratch. Who have you been talking to in Iran that you know so much about this, Greg? Well, Frank Gaffney is very, is, I mean, almost single-handedly, I mean, the, it's, it's right. amazing. The Washington political class, this, you have this dire threat. The estimates are that up to 75 to 90% of the people in America would be dead within a year, not from nuclear blast or radiation, but from disease, starvation, and breakdown of the order, right. social C- order. Civil, civil unrest, yeah, people trying to feed themselves and killing each other for their food supplies and their bullet supplies. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we do not have any understanding. We are so far removed from what it takes to survive without electricity, hot and cold running water. Um, you know, we don't even know how to go out and cultivate our own food. Um, we've got, what, two or three days' worth of food sitting in the food chain, uh, the delivery system, to our grocery stores. If that gets interrupted, we're done. Barack Hussein Obama has given, given Iran kill shot capability on us. Yes. And they, meanwhile, have ordered every mosque in the country, every mosque in Iran, every Friday, the big day for them when they have the sermon, they chant death to America. 
Every and wait, every day, every, every Friday? Friday, every Friday, every Friday. Yeah, that's like if you went to your church on Sunday and you're chanting "Death to America" or "Death to whatever" the, every week at the on the big day. Now it's interesting. There's a there's an international agreement that was signed, I think, after World War II, that says that you know corporate threats like that from a country are prosecutable at the Hague, hmm. and yeah. yet we're not doing it. Well, yeah, this is the funny thing. Since the uh, Islamic Republic of Iran was founded in 1979, the, they've considered themselves to be at war with the United States, and they've been pursuing war with the United States in all sorts of different ways that are not known by the majority of the American people, I would imagine. And the United States is not acknowledging them. There are acts of war almost every day in the Persian Gulf with the Navy being aggressively confronted by the Iranian Navy. Nothing is done because we want to preserve the appearance of working out some accord and bringing Iran into the harmonious family of nations again. And all of this is laid out in your brand new book. Yes, it is. The Infidel's Guide to Iran. Available at any self-respecting bookstore. And uh, in, in from your briefcase, too, I imagine you carry around a copy. I do of not it. have a copy on me, but we can get you one tonight. All but, right. But uh, I will be able to uh, direct you to Amazon.com as well and to my own website, jihadwatch.org. And you can find many fine books there. Very good. We're, we are so privileged to have you in studio. We're going to carry you over for the next half hour. Is that, you got anything left to say? I have so much more to say. <laughs> Very we have good. another hour. We can, or three. And yes. since you're his ride, Don, he has no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. All that time with Robert Spencer, one of my uh, rock stars in the counter-jihad uh, movement. We will be right back with more with Robert Spencer on the Unite IE Radio Show after the break. Stand up and be counted. We were founded as a land of the free home of the brave. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are so honored to have Robert Spencer. Uh, his website, jihadwatch.org. He also has tons of books. I'm looking through the list, Robert. Islam Unveiled, Disturbing Questions About the World's Fastest Growing Faith. Onward Muslim Soldiers, Inside Islam, The Myth of the Islamic Tolerance, Politically Incorrect Guide to Islam, The Truth About Muhammad, the founder of the world's most intolerant religion, uh, the religion of peace, question mark, why Christianity is and Islam isn't, the stealth jihad. I mean, you, you, you must spend all your time writing. Yeah, basically. Sometimes I watch baseball. Some, you went to a baseball game while I you were did. out here. Who, who, who was playing? Uh, the Los Angeles Angels and the Oakland Athletics. Who won? The Angels in a walk-off by uh, Albert Pujols hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth. Good game? Well, aside from that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not who you wanted to uh, yes. win. Who's your favorite? Base? Who's the team you follow? Was it? The A's, yeah. The A's. Okay. Yes. Why, why? That's why? not even on your side of, the, of America. Well, it used to be. I used to live out there, but uh, out here. Oh. But... Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, they were the best team in the universe, and they won the world champion. They're the only baseball team, not named Yankees, to win the World Series three times in a row. Wow, and I always thought, growing up in Baltimore, that during that era of the 60s, that the Baltimore Orioles were the best team. No, actually, people used to think that, but uh, the world knew better when the, when the A's beat the <laughs> Orioles in 1973 in the playoffs. And uh, also, that's all the time we have today for sports talk radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to be talking jihad, and here we uh, somehow got wrapped up into baseball. Robert's other love. One of one of my best moments, actually, I got to tell you before we get back to the real world. uh, I was in Philadelphia speaking 
last year and ran into Raleigh Fingers in the mm. hallway, the Hall of Fame uh, San Diego Padres, for the right? Yeah, for the A's. Before the Padres. Before the Padres, okay. Yeah, he really uh, made his name with Oakland. Okay. And uh, I had to tell him, you know, that I had his picture on my wall in my office and in front of where I work. And there he was, big as life. Your hero. He was real. Interesting. The hero, <laughs> Our hero's hero. What is that saying? Our hero's hero is a baseball player. Hmm. Interesting. What can you do? The way that that works. So we talked before the break about the big I'm just con- hoping to catch Vita Blue in the next hotel. But All right. Never know. Well, we'll make sure you get set up there in a <laughs> hotel near his uh, near his home. <laughs> so we talked before the break. The big news this week, of course, was that Donald Trump ran square into the buzzsaw named Khan yes. from the DNC. Yeah, this is the father of the cap- army captain that lost his life in the Iraq war. And uh, Donald Trump sort of got... He, he he took Donald Trump on, and Donald Trump responded. And it didn't go so well for Donald Trump, at least in the media. But let's talk about what's happened since then with the revelations about this guy, Khan. Who is he? Well, in the first place, he's the he, he was an employee of a law firm that specializes in bringing Muslim immigrants into the country and has been accused of selling citizenship in the U.S., so that's one thing. He has a professional interest in making sure that Donald Trump is not able to implement his suggestion for a temporary moratorium on Muslim immigration. Khan he has, took down his website, by the way, his law firm website. Which shows guilt that he, he, he has something to hide. Interesting. He, he does not want it known that he is involved with this. But also that, that immigration law firm is in the employ of the government of Saudi Arabia. And has given thousands of dollars to Hillary Clinton. And so there is a very strange trail here that goes back not just to the very clear fact that uh, Kizer Khan was an agent of the Clinton campaign. That's to be expected. It was Clinton's convention. And so they got one of their guys. But that there's a Saudi connection as well suggests that this is another instance of this undue influence of Saudi Arabia in American politics. Going back to 9-11, this has been a very baneful influence in American politics. And the fact that the only planes that were flying on September 12, 2001, were taking Osama bin Laden's family back to Saudi Arabia at the behest of the Saudi king. And then George W. Bush is holding hands with the Saudi king. Meanwhile, knowing, because it was in the 9-11 report, the redacted portions that have just now been revealed after 15 years of stonewalling, knowing that there was high-level Saudi government involvement in 9-11, and he's there acting as if we're all good, wonderful friends and allies. And Barack Obama, of course, bowed to the same Saudi king and has only made it He was work. just admiring his ring. Now, yes, come on, Robert. Yes, yes. <laughs> it wasn't the same bow of Obama. It was a different bow. <laughs> so you got to wonder, is this yet another instance in which the Saudis are exercising an influence over American politics mm-hmm. that it seems to me is at variance with our independence and is deeply harmful? to the national security of the United States. This is the country that has spent hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, to propagate their understanding of Islam around the world and to overwhelm areas where a cultural Islam had taken hold and was more peaceful and more tolerant than the by-the-book variety and completely destroyed those, those, those areas and brought in... I mean, you look at Mogadishu. You look at all of, of, of East Africa and you see how harmful the Saudi influence has been. And these are the people who are 
giving money to Hillary Clinton and speaking at the at the at the convention of the major party in the United States, the majority party in the United States, you've got to wonder. And I think there needs to be an honest investigation into Saudi influence in American politics. We're going to talk about the civilizational jihad in our in our next segment. But coming back to um, Mr. Khan. He, he took out his copy of the Constitution and waved it famously at, at his convention speech. But actually, he's he's written, he's a noted expert. He's written on Sharia law, which he then later denied there is even such a thing as <laughs> Sharia law. Khan also he cited favorably a Pakistani cleric that believes in all the standard Quranic punishments of beheading and amputation and stoning, and even believes that this guy that the Khan cited favorably believes that men should be able to beat their wives. What's well, in the Quran? It's part none of, of Sharia. That, none of that is, on, is in the MSM. Well, yes. is, is, there, is there a an Islamic... Uh, uh, is there something in Islam that makes it okay to deny those things that Khan was denying about Absolutely. Sharia. Absolutely. What's, the con- what's that concept? Well, the concept is generally known in America among non-Muslims as taqiyya, but taqiyya is specifically a concept regarding Shiite Islam, coming from Shiite Islam. The, the idea of religious deception by whatever name, and there are many names for it, is rooted in the Quran in chapter 3, verse 28. Do not, let unbe- do not take unbelievers as your friends and protectors in preference to believers. Whoever does this has nothing to do with Allah, unless you are doing it to guard yourselves against them. You go to the classic commentary on the Quran, the Tafsir Ibn Kathir, which is one of the most authoritative Muslim expositions of how Muslims understand the Quran, and it quotes one of Muhammad's companions in connection with this verse, saying, We smile in the faces of some people, but behind their backs we curse them. And that is the idea of deceiving the unbelievers for the advantage of Islam. This is no doubt, without any doubt, what Khan was doing, because there is no doubt that anybody who has written what he's written about Sharia and has done what he has done professionally would know about Islam and would know what it teaches. And so he is actively trying to deceive the American people and to keep us ignorant and complacent about the threat. And it's amazing is, is all the time he spent on the, on the MSM media is that none of them bothered to do some simple Google searches on the guy, which would have revealed... <laughs> Yes. I love this information. That came out in a CNN panel where there was the one Trump supporter and she challenged the main CNN commentator journalist slash journalist saying, you know, about his law firm. And the, the journalist from CNN said, well, I don't know anything about his law firm or there his background. Go. And yet they're talking about the guy. Yes. So you would think you would learn yeah. about it. Well, we're at the end of the segment. We are visiting with Robert Spencer. He is the uh, the founder and the contributor and the manager of the site Jihad Watch. You can find out uh, and stay up to date with the Jihad at uh, Robert Spencer's website, jihadwatch.org. We will have more with Robert about what about the jihad and what was visited on San Bernardino. The clash of civilizations came into our backyard after a message from, you want to give it a shot? Uh, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, so I really can't. All right. (laughs) Robert, Robert fancies himself a radio announcer as well as an expert on the jihad. Over to you, Greg, for the latest from our sponsors. There you go. Thank you, Robert. Time for a message from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision in Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. 
You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition. Safety checked, washed, and detailed. Fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We're visiting with Robert Spencer today, uh, operator of jihadwatch.org. An Islamophobe is a non-Muslim who knows more than he or she is supposed to know about Islam. And by that definition, Robert, you are a great Islamophobe. (laughs) Islamophobia is a term that was actually chosen by the International Institute of Islamic Thought and other Muslim Brotherhood-related groups and is employed to intimidate people into thinking that there's something wrong with opposing jihad terror. There was a guy in Britain, actually, that led a panel back in 1997 that helped to popularize that term. The Runnymede Trust. Who has now recanted his original work and said, you know what, we were we were wrong about that whole multicultural thing. Yes. It doesn't oh, work. Oh, Sir Trevor Phillips. Right. Yes, that's right. He started the whole uh, Islamophobia Commission or something in yeah, Britain. Yeah, over in Britain. Uh, yep. Was one of the leading architects of the current disastrous immigration and multiculturalism policies that the British government is following to the point of suicide. But yes, he's now he said he's sorry, but it's a little bit too late. The perfume's out of the bottle. It is. I want to talk about the nonviolent jihad, what they call the civilizational jihad. How is, what is that, and how, is, is that a threat comparable to the violent jihad? It's all, it's hand in glove. It's uh, uh, the left arm and the right arm, as it were. The Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood is an international organization that was founded in Egypt in 1928, still a very significant uh, presence in Egypt, although it's been very much suppressed by the current government. It will never go away. It'll be back. Once this current government is gone, the Brotherhood will be back. But it also has an international extension. All, without any exception, of the major Muslim organizations in the United States are affiliated with the Muslim Brotherhood. This has been demonstrated and publicly documented by the Justice Department. And according to a captured internal document that was released during the Holy Land Foundation trial, the trial of the largest Islamic charity in 2007, at that time the largest charity in the United States, largest Islamic charity in the United States, and then it was shut down for funneling charitable contributions to Hamas, the jihad terror group. During that trial, there was released a document that was an internal document that had been discovered in the offices of the Holy Land Foundation, detailing the Muslim Brotherhood's strategy for the United States. And it said, and I quote, that the brothers must understand that their work in America is a kind of grand jihad in eliminating and destroying Western civilization from within and sabotaging its miserable house by their hands, that is, by the hands of these miserable Westerners, and the hands of the believers, so that it falls and Allah's religion is victorious over other religions. That is the strategy that is being pursued by these Muslim Brotherhood organizations in the United States. It's essentially civilizational sabotage. And then you look at these Muslim Brotherhood-affiliated groups, like the Council on American-Islamic Relations, the Islamic Society of North America, Muslim American Society, and others, and they have indefatigably pursued a strategy of opposing every counter-terror measure that's ever been uh, uh, implemented 
or even suggested. They have counseled Muslims not to talk to the FBI. I thought it was remarkable, gentlemen, uh, not long ago when Donald Trump made a major foreign policy speech. And in it, he called upon Muslims in the U.S. to cooperate more fully and wholeheartedly with counterterror efforts. And Ibrahim Hooper of CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, indignantly on MSNBC the next night said, what does he mean? We're, we, we always cooperate with counterterror efforts. And that was, uh, I really was amazed at the ability of Hooper to lie so brazenly, uh, without a flinch, without a twitch. Must be because, a Democrat. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the the Council on American Islamic Relations has so many times counseled Muslims not to talk to the FBI. And I had a friend went into the CARE Tampa or CARE Florida's conference a few years back and photographed pamphlets that said what to do when the FBI knocks on your door and then you have has a symbol of somebody making the shh symbol with the finger to the lips and they distributed posters in the California chapter in San Francisco do not talk to the FBI and so this this was in flat contradiction to what Hooper was saying they tell Muslims not to cooperate with police and then claim they are cooperating with police and it's not just the organizations like care that are propagating disinformation about Islam. We have the mainstream media, the educational system, liberals, our government, Republicans. Yep. What's, why, why, yeah, I see this before the, off the air, is do they not get it or are they afraid to admit that they get and understand the threat of the jihad? I think some of both, depending on the individual. But I think that the, uh, the uh, Islamic groups like CARE have been very effective in making people think that if they speak honestly about the jihad threat, that it will alienate moderate Muslims and it will empower and validate the jihad groups. And that's the most ridiculous thing about this. Can you imagine if there's a young Muslim and he's thinking about whether to join ISIS or not? And then John Kerry says, ISIS has nothing to do with Islam. And so can you imagine the young Muslim thinking, well, I was going to join ISIS because I read in the Quran about killing unbelievers. But now I'm not going to join ISIS because John Kerry says they're not Islamic. Do you think they really care? (laughs) Muslims look to Muslim leaders to tell them what Islam is, not to non-Muslim political leaders. And here I thought, according to the State Department, that uh, the jihad was all about lack of jobs and economic opportunity and not having a good strong upper education and all that you know we talk about you mentioned uh in that course of that conversation uh, about uh muslims here sort of standing up against uh what's happening you know as far as terror there was a there was a rally that was to be held in july uh, on july 23rd in washington dc organized by muslim groups to be held on the mall and they were expecting to draw a hundred thousand attendees and this rally ostensibly was to make the statement against terrorism to say muslims against terror muslims against the jihad and of the hundred thousand that were supposed to show up how many did about 50 i mean that to me almost says it all yeah and that happens again and again and again as a matter of fact, at Jihad Watch, I have documented it, that all these Muslims against ISIS rallies and Muslims against terrorism rallies, they routinely draw. And I've got all the times and places that these things took place, 25 to 50 Muslims. But in contrast, you get rallies after the Charlie Hebdo murders, after the cartoonists of Muhammad were murdered in Paris in January 2015. There was a rally in Chechnya, not against the murders, but against the cartoonists and saying that it was right that they were murdered. 800,000 Muslims showed up for that. No way. And hundreds of thousands and other anti-Charlie Hebdo demonstrations after that. But counter-terror rallies by Muslims, 25, 50 people maybe. 
Well, and the poll data, even among American Muslims, shows that 25%, and that's the people that will admit to it when a pollster calls them on the telephone, they believe that violence against Americans in America is justified in service of the jihad. 58% believe it should be illegal to criticize Islam, and 12% believe the death penalty provided by the Quran should be imposed on people who criticize Islam. Again, th- and those are just the percentage of people that will admit it when a pollster calls them on the phone. Most of them know better. They tell, tell a pollster what he wants to hear. If you were to take those numbers that you just quoted, Greg, let's just say 10% of, of the folks that really believe that, and you translate that to say, oh, I don't know, I'm going to offer you a bowl of M&Ms. And the problem with this bowl of M&Ms is that 10% of all the bowl is going to be poisonous. How about one? Are you gonna Are you gonna take any one of those M and M's? Yeah, they're M and M's, but they're M and M's. They're M and M's. That's what the government is saying. They're all M and M's. So great to have Muslims in the United States. It's so great that the the, the benefits we'll have from massive, more uh, additional Muslim mm-hmm. migration now that we might as well just eat the poisonous M and M's. There as are well. two mi- we've, we've allowed two million Muslims to immigrate since nine eleven. What could possibly go wrong? Right. Time one more dinner. break here. Before we have to wrap up the show, so honored to have Robert Spencer of jihadwatch.org with us. We got to take this last break from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. More with Robert Spencer after this message. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. And we have final thoughts with our uh, most notable guest who is uh, honoring us with his in-studio presence today, Robert Spencer, uh, author, uh, curator of the website, jihadwatch.org. What is the one last thing you mentioned? We we were asking you during the break, what's the one last thing that you want to let people know uh, that they should be aware of? And uh, you said something about John Coltrane? (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Go get a copy of A Love Supreme by John Coltrane. That'll help you deal with the jihad better. But music to suffer through the jihad. Yes, by. there you go. Um, the uh, the main thing is that we have to stand for our own values. That's not. But we have not been doing that. People might think, well, wait a minute. We went into Iraq. We went into Afghanistan. We did not go in to stand up for American values. We installed Sharia constitutions in both countries, making Islamic law the highest law of the land. That would have been like going into Germany and Hitler kills himself and we put Himmler in charge. It would not have changed anything. And Mm -hmm. that's what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan. If we had gone in and said, 
you believe in the quality of rights of women. You don't want to be beaten up by your husband. Come, come, and we will give you refuge. You are a non-Muslim being persecuted by the Muslims. Come, and we will help you. You are a Muslim who wants to leave Islam, and you don't want to get killed for the because Islam teaches the death penalty for apostasy. We will give you shelter. If we had stood, in other words, for our own values, for the freedom of speech, the freedom of conscience, the equality of rights of all people before the law, I think many, many millions of Muslims would have flocked to our side. But we did not give them any help. We did not give them any refuge. And we just sentenced them to more Islam, and which only threatens them and us. Like we did with Iran when the Green Revolution was cropping Precisely. up. Precisely. Well, and President Sisi of Egypt went to the Grand Mosque, which is probably the number one mosque, uh, center of Islamic learning in the, in the world, and said, we really, we got to change this. Yes. And he's gotten Zippo not a no Absolutely. support Nothing in, in that effort. The yeah. Ch- the church in America, is that helping the cause? Not in, in the least. You know, there's a concerted effort on the part of Muslims to convert and recruit young Christians to the jihad. And there's absolutely no response on the part of any churches anywhere to Islamic proselytizing. They are not preparing young people to deal with what they will be presented with if Muslims approach them. Case in point, Carlos Bledsoe. Yes, absolutely. And he killed people at a Little Rock recruiting center, a military recruiting center. He killed uh, he killed one soldier and wounded another. Exactly. And he was a young man. His father, uh, I've met his father. He He's a serious Christian. They were Christian people. Baptist. And... His son was completely seduced and led astray by this Islamic proselytizing in the Baptist church. In, no in other college, church, by the way. Yeah. And no church would even dream of formulating any response to this or helping a young man like Carlos Bledsoe deal with these challenges because that would be Islamophobic and racist and it would harm the Muslim Christian dialogue. Dennis Prager said that a people that believe in nothing will be defeated. Reverse that. People that believe in something will defeat a people that believe in nothing. And when we face the jihad... The left and the liberals are taking away our belief, both in Europe and here, in our own civilization, in our own values, and our own principles. That's right. And in our educational system, which is so rotten, the young people of America are taught to despise America and despise the West. And they think that this is just the country of slaveholding and colonialism. And they're not taught any of the great things that were brought to the world by the United States. And so if they don't value it, why would they want to defend it? Absolutely. Robert, thank you so much for the honor of having you here. The honor your, is all mine. Your brand new book, The Infidel's Guide to the Iran. Complete, the complete. Oh, it's Infidel's not just guide. the infidel. It's the complete not one. Not just any old infidel's guide. That's right. Iran. That's right. I want, to be, I want to be a complete infidel. Yes. So go out and get that along with any of the other, uh, many of the other books that Robert has. Of course, his website. Collect them, trade them, get the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, thank you. God bless you. We will be back next week on Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.